0: What's up, you rebel-minded freaks? This is where we question everything and provoke the normality of the world. All in an effort to face ourselves and become better humans. That's what it takes to be rebel-minded. You in? Let's do this. Here we go again, friends. I'm your host Zach, and today Today I'm a power lifter. That's what I am today. Today I am a palifter, and I am a friend, and I am a believer. So let's start with that. But it's been it's been a it's been a really good week for me. I think I think it has been a good week for me. There's a lot to be grateful for this last week. I had a lot of really good interaction. I've been Pushing myself to have that interaction. And I think that's given into belief. But I don't want to get too crazy today. I want to get straight into this episode because it's going to be a long one. So, as we move forward, who are you today? What have you been today? What are you proud of being today? Hail to the strong and the resilient. To everyone still fighting, to every one of you that are still curious, to the minority out there who decide that there is something beyond just surviving life and following the rules, fucking welcome to the Rebel Minded Podcast. (laughs) This world be crazy, my friends. There is so much going on. And One of the biggest powers of thriving today is knowing what we give our focus to, what you give your focus to. It's this crazy buildup over the years of taking the idea of life from the outside view and making sure we can pay our bills and balancing that with finding what it is about each and every one of us that truly makes us feel satisfied in in this crazy life. And it's just not easy. It's just fucking not. Thinking apart from the group isn't easy. Venturing out on your own, speaking truthfully of your own desires, and getting things to happen for you may be the hardest thing that we ever do. Or at least right now. But, damn, I can only give you a massive hug because I respect the fuck out of that. I really do. It's tough. And it has nothing to do with your success, per se. It has to do with your effort. And it takes miles of it, pounds of it. The more years that I stick to a journey of my own, the more I realize how insane it may look to others, but how true it feels to me. It's this constant giving into one bucket and taking from another. Whoever it is that you're trying to be, and I put a huge emphasis on trying, stay the course. I don't care how lost you feel, how many detours you have to make, how many people you lose. There is nothing more satisfying than seeing yourself grow into something that may have only been a dream for you. Forget the money, the fame, and the success. Even if that's what you get, what seems to be more satisfying through it all is the connection you make with your soul and your heart and the people around you. That all of us have something inside of us that is the best version of us. That whatever that angle is, that it will do two things that matter more than anything. And that is being purely and unapologetically yourself and giving the world your best to give value that can only come from you. That's power. That's bliss. That's happiness. Jim Carrey gave a... Famous commencement speech to a bunch of graduates saying, I wish people could realize all their dreams and wealth and fame so they could see that it's not where you're going to find your sense of completion. And even then, Jordan Peterson speaks, Life is suffering. What do you do about that? You voluntarily accept it and then strive to overcome the suffering that's a consequence of that. And I also believe this. But the point is that we are meant to be challenged, that we are meant to fight that suffering. And in that, we will not only become our greatest selves, but also be more satisfied with what we have overcome. And to be this person that we are constantly chasing, we have to let go of who we were. We have to remember that the past is for reflection, not for reliving. You are not your past. You are repeatedly, in every moment, capable of changing your life in the direction that you see fit. The one that you've always wanted to believe in. And it's waiting for you. The other part of our growth is realizing how important change is. Realizing that we cannot grow without attempting to be someone who is not the past version of us. That also means that you may not get it right in whatever you try. You may be 1,000 different things. Have different experiences. Stating different truths before you find your most genuine self. And that is exactly what stands in your way. Becoming something else in order to piece together the puzzle that you are. Which means doing some of the toughest things you've ever faced. Which means going against your own feelings in order to see what may be. And so, for many men today, that's vulnerability. Male vulnerability, definitely including myself... Will be one of the hardest things most of us men will ever face. And that is the exact thing I plan on provoking today. Let's get rubble minded. Episode number 45 Male Vulnerability. How important is it? I've been in practice of vulnerability for a while now. I'm not completely immersed, I think my heart would give out from uh, overstimulation, but dabs here and there. Pushing myself to be vulnerable with my family, with my friends, and with the opposite sex. There's been a huge similarity that's been tough to tackle, though. And that's knowing the difference between vulnerability and complaining and being narcissistic and looking for particular responses from other people to make me feel good about myself. One of the hardest things to stop doing for me was being so self-deprecating in conversation but this was me looking for acceptance. If I could complain and get people to feel sorry for me, then they would feel pressure to console me and give me some sort of validation about me being awesome or me being a better person than I thought I was. I was using others to make me feel good about myself. Anyone else? This is not vulnerability. The words we choose, the way we express, And lack of strength we have in our conversations can make vulnerability and complaining and validation seem very similar. So what is vulnerability then? Vulnerability, by definition, is the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. For me, this will be really hard to explain, I think, because knowing that difference is still very new to me. It's not easy to become skilled at something that we haven't done most of our lives. And to be honest, most of us have created a pretty heavy guard. Most of us, even the women too, have created a quote-unquote version of us that is meant to satisfy those around us, that is meant to get others to accept who we are. And why? Because acceptance of the tribe is real. History shows us how much we can't do it alone, so we become something that is accepted and even valuable to those around us, even though it may make us miserable, even though it may be something that isn't true to ourselves. It's why we are so afraid to be ourselves. Exile equals death. And even knowing we aren't going to die if we decide to go against the grain, our minds use our fear to give us doubt about becoming or even just saying something that others may not like it may deter us from our dreams and push us straight back into the arms of our tribe where we force ourselves to be the thing that they need again now there is a way to be our true selves but it may mean being exiled from one tribe in order to find the one that you actually fit in and you may spend a lot of time in between So, who is in your tribe? What are you a part of? Do you feel authentic in that tribe? Are you fighting to satisfy what others value in you instead of what you value in yourself? Next, why is this so hard for so many men? Men are legitimately scared. Don't fool yourself, gentlemen. And don't be fooled, ladies. Just like you, men have fear. They know it. You know it. We have a lot of fear. Now, I'm not saying deep down all men are without courage or resilience. I'm not saying men are cowards. And courage is not being fearless. Courage is acting in spite of fear. Once you realize that, facing fears actually does get a lot easier. You shouldn't be waiting to be fearless because it just won't happen. That also means you can stop beating yourself up for not being fearless. For so many reasons, it's not man's fault for hiding fear. Men, it's not your fault. You've been brainwashed, faked out, bamboozled. (laughs) You've been given false information. You've been guided down an emotional path that is not real. Probably by someone who is just as afraid to show fear as you are now. Doesn't that seem kind of ironic? That we're afraid to show fear? (laughs) and why. Mostly it tends to be to make sure that we attract the opposite sex, to show our significance and why we are worthy of being known, partnered with, and included in something of value. We hide our vulnerability for the sake of getting jobs and promotions, to get women to think we are Superman, and to show that we are stronger and better than other men. And I get it. I truly, truly do. It's a damn appealing position to be in especially when we see what other men attain because of their fearlessness, their machismo, their emotionless stoicism. But for all of what these type of men attract, they may be getting more than they can chew, because even in our success, we have weakness. Jobs can be lost with the inability to show compassion, to show understanding, to show empathy. Women that machismo men attract may also be nothing more than a pretty face. And when you look to her to embrace you when you have a broken moment, when you finally have a broken moment, she may leave you. Men against men is majorly destructive also. Competition and challenge are important, but to what extent? When we are also trying to be better than the men next to us, what happens when we burn out, when we don't respect our competition? What happens when we are beaten? What compassion will you get from other men that you yourself did not give? Vulnerability isn't just important, it's crucial. Our lack of it may be the major side effect from fathers that were themselves emotionless. Fathers that scolded us for showing vulnerability. Fathers that iconically told us to toughen up, to rub dirt in it, to stop crying, to stop complaining. It could also come from mothers who did the same thing or from mothers that were emotionally distant. It could be from what we saw our parents be together. Whatever their dynamic was, we carried that into our definition of relationship. So, maybe the boys that grew into men pushed everything down for the sake of doing it right. Even worse, maybe we picked it up from our peers. Young men, young people, are in a constant battle of trying to find themselves. And we are so vulnerable to doing whatever we have to do to be accepted. We can be mean, inconsiderate, intimidating, shaming and quite literally exile each other all for the sake of being accepted for being on top for being within a status so can we really shame ourselves for being fucked up in adulthood for having no idea of how to decipher this code can we really judge ourselves for a conditioning that was ingrained in that spongy little brain of ours very few of us were given the perfect hand very few of us were given the ideal situation What I've continued to tell myself is this. I can blame anything and everything when it comes to knowing why I'm fucked up. But it's my responsibility to change it, to take control of it, to no longer relive it. I have to let go of resentment, of pain, and that same blame in order to actually become what I want. Giving up the victim mentality means giving up all of the blame of your past. Taking responsibility for everything that happens to you now and believing and creating the very person you want to become. So, why is it so important to be vulnerable as a man? This has been actually hard to answer for myself. In theory, I understand it does amazing things for all of our relationships. It makes truly solid connections between other men and women, business partners, friends. Man, it's It's so great to be able to tell my friends when I'm having a hard time, to ask for wisdom where I have none. It's fucking relieving being able to talk to women about my soul, about my struggles, and about my passion. But why is it so fucking important? Maybe it's unique to each one of us, or maybe it's just unique, or maybe it's just a unique feeling for each of us. What I do know is that it has given me so much trust in other people. Yeah, vulnerability has made me trust other people. It's almost completely dissolved my anxiety, and it's made me feel more powerful than I ever have. Vulnerability has given me more belief in myself than almost anything else that I've done. More than self-affirmation, more than my vision board, more than speaking to myself out loud that I am worthy. Vulnerability has one purpose from my perspective. Aside from all the amazing side effects of feeling worthy as a human and feeling stronger intimacy with partners, it gives us men balance. A balance that's been missing for so much of our lives. Through my experience on this earth, I've seen nothing much more than pain when it comes to the adhering to one position exclusively. To be fully masculine, to be only focused on financial success, to see superiority in race or religion, to Mold the body for the sake of attraction. It creates this odd ferocity about anything outside the one view that you yourself have. I believe that balance is what makes us our best human. Embracing the opposite or embracing the gray area in between. The challenge of embracing them can be difficult, but without it, we have no way of understanding the women of our lives, the religions that differ from ours, the cultures, the spirituality, the emotions. Men cannot be their best without balance. Women cannot be their best without balance. So it should be part of our life's work to experience what we ourselves do not know. Instead of shaming our partners for being emotional, maybe we should meet them in the emotional state. Instead of prizing ourselves on being a perfect religious altar, we should learn about other religions and spirituality. Maybe instead of building a group of men that have pissing contests and only speak on skills and money, we should talk about what's hard, what we failed at, how we need help understanding our girlfriends and our wives. There may be doubt in experiencing the new, but with it comes a power and love from others that we've never known. Humans, believe it or not, are far more accepting and more compassionate than we realize. And it's time to challenge the idea that we live in this world alone. And the only way to be a quote-unquote success is to be a warrior. What about the lover, the magician, and the king? This is a reference to an amazing book called King, Warrior, Magician, Lover. I'll cite it in the details. We are meant to transition between these styles of our internal selves in order to truly conquer life. So, to really hit that balance... I'm not asking men to not be tough. I'm not asking men to give up on what you're good at. But just as black needs white, just as the sea needs the land to be contained, a warrior still has to know how to shed his armor because he cannot always carry that weight. Vulnerability is that shedding of the plates, the shield and the sword. It's the man that his wife needs after the battle. What is it that we gain in our relationships if we can become better with this so-called vulnerability? I think it's discovery. It's knowing what we don't know. It's being shown a world of color that we can't feel on our own. I think this goes both ways for men and women. I think we are given the space to see the world our partner sees. Vulnerability can be crazy, crazy eye-opening. I think that each sex has something that is meant to be given to its opposite. Women can give us men the ability to see the world as love, as compassion, as grace, as kindness, and empathetic and unified. On the other hand, I think men give women the ability to the purpose of power, structure, fortitude, direction, and tactical ability. Now, I'm definitely not saying that either of these sets of things can't be inherent or instinctive by the other sex. I'm not saying women can't know power without men and men can't see love without women. What I'm saying is that we cannot survive without one another. In a world of opposites, we have to have the other pole in order to find balance, to find peace and connection and growth in the center. To tie everything together, vulnerability is not only meant to bring us into balance with each other. It's also meant to connect us. It's meant to teach us. It's meant to help us grow. Maybe we weren't given the right chances. Maybe we weren't given the right opportunities as little people. The truth of adulthood, it seems, is about learning lessons of different standards and different levels than when we were those little people. I think where we miss the mark the most is thinking that we have it all figured out. That 18 means all we have to do is find a job and a partner and a lifestyle. But as we avoid the learning ladder that lies in our mental, emotional, and spiritual health, we force ourselves to actually no longer mature, which may keep us from being the person we've always wanted to be. We all have the hindsight to see that we don't have it figured out at 18, right? We can all recognize that we didn't understand the world, but we may also not see that we don't understand ourselves. I think the greatest growth is less about the knowledge of how to succeed in our society, and more about the wisdom we find inside of us. And wisdom comes from knowing oneself. And knowing oneself comes from experiencing the many facets of the life. Being vulnerable with the self and being vulnerable with other people around you that you love is also one of those facets. So I'll leave you with this My most compatible relationship ever with another human being was my last one, which is a good sign, obviously, that I'm progressing. I'm on the right path. But I still had so much I didn't understand. I still had so many walls. I was still so stubborn. I was still so bullheaded. We talked deeper than I had with anyone else. We definitely knew each other well. We definitely knew what each other's opinions and position was on so many things. Yet it still fell apart. And why? Well, for a lot of reasons. But one of the most unexpected things that she told me was that I was tactically vulnerable. That I was vulnerable when I felt comfortable with it. Yeah, I know. What the fuck? I didn't understand it. At least, not until I had enough time to actually question myself on it. Until I had enough courage to question myself on it. Not only did I see how right she was, I realized that I had planned my vulnerability. I had rehearsed and convinced myself to be vulnerable when it wouldn't actually show my belly. I had hardened up to things before I showed myself to her, before I showed my vulnerable self to her. The fact is, we always have to be asking ourselves if we're being as real as we think we are. Are we still guarding ourselves from our relationships? Are we still feeding them what we think they want to hear? Are we being tactical in all the moves that we make? Are we doing it to save ourselves from showing our true vulnerability? Being vulnerable is hard because it's not just about showing our soft belly, but allowing for others, trusting others, to be kind when they have all the potential in the world to hurt us. Being vulnerable can't be tactical. Being vulnerable can feel like pulling up your shirt in the cold, like opening a wound to the rawness of the air or taking off those invisibility sunglasses like in Big Daddy. We all have such a small window in which to give it our all in this life. So will we take advantage of that window and face our insecurities and our challenges? Will we do it for ourselves? Will we do it for the other people that we love? Will we open up to each other for the sake of connection? And will we share enough of ourselves to be fully seen? Are you being vulnerable? There's only one way to find out. I'm your host, Zach, speaking here on the Rebel Minded Podcast. Are you Rebel Minded? Out. All right, guys. If you're here, then you have some sort of connection or curiosity of what goes on. So from the bottom of my little hamster heart, thank you. Even through a mic, that's what we call connection. And my life always gets better and more clear with all the souls that I get to connect with. If you like what you're hearing, or you want to share your story with me and the podcast, which I would absolutely love, write in. Send me an email or send me a text. You can contact me through IG as Creed Soldier or email me at Zachary at ChaosCreed.com. That's Z-A-C-K-A-R-Y at K-H-A-O-S-K-R-E-E-D.com. And of course, if you're up to the challenge and curious about really speeding up your self-development and your potential and getting committed to bettering yourself, send me a notification with Getting Rebel Minded in the title. Even if all you need is that confidential space to talk, I'm here to give that to you. Share, like, and follow the podcast if it means something to you. Then you'll know when every new episode and interview has been published, I've always got more good things coming.